If you want to be a premier cop, then you need to learn from the premier police training company in the land. Of course, I'm talking about Street Cop Training. They've got dozens of instructors out in the field right now, sharing their expertise in narcotics, interdiction, report writing, first aid, mental health, case law, and just quality police work. And those aren't even all the topics. There's literally something for everybody. I've attended several classes myself, and I can tell you that these folks cannot miss. Dennis Benino, the owner, is doing massive things for the world of law enforcement at a time when everyone else seems to be running away from it. Street Cop Training is literally the best in the business. Check out their private Instagram and join their law enforcement-only Facebook group to get free trainings, and then check out upcoming in-person and on-demand trainings at streetcop.com. You will not be disappointed. The views and opinions expressed on the 108 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 108 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. This week on the 108 podcast, Social Media Cops with Nick German. Just as easy as it is to find your target on there, these bad guys can find us too. One of the guys we arrested on the search warrant showed up at my sister's house. Holy shit. And everybody listening, go do that and watch your mind get blown away. Yesterday, one of the street cop instructors, kind of like as a little challenge, said, what can you find for me? So I sent him a picture of his front door at his house. Yeah, and that was in a matter of minutes. I'll be fucked up if you can be right. Yeah, I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could. Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you. I need you to stay. Need you to stay. I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could. Know that I can't Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode 208 of the 108 Podcast. I am your host, 108 Officer Y. I still I'm not comfortable saying any of those names, but anyway. Welcome to the show. My guest today is going to be street cop instructor Nick German, and we are going to be talking about social media investigations, we're going to be talking about open source investigations, and we're going to be talking about the importance of getting yourself off of the internet, or at least making it so undesirables can't find you as easily. They're going to be able to find you eventually, but we're going to make it a little bit more difficult, and we're going to give you the tips and insights on how to do just that. But before we get there, I want to welcome you guys to the show. And I hope you guys are having a great week. If you are listening to this on the day that the show comes out, it's the day before Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this uh, three years in the future, well, then hope you're having a great day. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for stopping in. Uh, It's been not too long since I last spoke to you guys. We did this a little bit earlier this week with the the, uh, Thanksgiving holiday and everything. I'm sure a lot of people won't be listening on Thursday like usual, even though I just moved it from a Friday release date to Thursday because it was getting a little uh, less interaction because of the weekend and people not spending too much time on their phones or podcasting or whatever. Uh, Then we move it to Wednesday. Next week, we'll be back to Thursday. Just trying to make this work the best for you guys so that way you have time to listen to it and also give me enough time to edit it. But anyway, long story short, welcome 
and I uh, hope you guys are having a good week. Like I said, today's episode is about social media. We guys, you know, we spend too much time on social media as is. I am guilty of it. We are all guilty of it. As much as we would like to say that we don't spend too much time on it, we all know that we do. Um, it, it's a necessary evil, obviously, in the podcasting and social media uh, world that I've kind of put myself into. It's a necessary evil. And as we're going to hear from Nick in just a few, it's a necessary evil to do our jobs too. I know that I was off Facebook for a while, probably seven or eight months during the whole, um, I was going to say Ferguson. Sorry. I was thinking of my, the wrong, uh, the wrong riots, the Minneapolis thing. And, um, I got off and I realized that I was missing so much being on there by way of like news. Um, like I wasn't interacting with street cop. I wasn't interacting with people because people don't, you know, message anybody. They don't send cards or letters or anything saying, Hey, this is something big that's happening to me. So I missed out that a buddy of mine moved out of state and was getting married and was having a kid. I missed out on these things because that's just the way of the world. Everything we do is put on social media and it's unfortunate and it almost keeps us trapped there. And I know me, me specifically, I don't text all that much. If someone texts me or God forbid calls my phone, it's more of an inconvenience than anything. It's much easier to just message through one singular social media app just because that's where I spend most of my time on my phone anyway. Um, but I do go through great lengths trying to not spend so much time on my phone, especially when I'm around family. You know, I it's more important to me to spend time in the moment than uh, glued to my phone with my phone in my face. But it is what it is. We all spend too much time on it. Uh, nothing more frustrating than seeing, you know, a social media influencer just encapsulating their entire day on social media. That's kind of a little much, but still, we, we still spend too much time scrolling and conversing with the same seven people on five different apps. It, it doesn't make sense. We got to be better about it, but that's not really what I'm talking about today. I know I labeled this uh, social media cops, not talking about influencer. I'm not talking about TikToks. I'm not talking about Instagram. We are talking about investigations and how we can use that and, uh, but also, like I said, kind of spacing ourselves from our social media, uh, platforms just a little bit to make ourselves and our families safer. And we're going to explain that in just a few moments. Like I said, we've got Nick German. He's got 17 and a half years of law enforcement experience. He's a lifelong law enforcement officer. He's got the lineage to boot. And, uh, you know, right now he's doing investigations through social media. He's a street cop instructor. It's great stuff. Let's uh, let's not take any more time just kind of rambling around, and let's get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's my inter- interview with Nick German. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. I know your anger, I know your dreams 
All right, we're back, and joining me tonight is Nick German. He is a police officer in the uh, D.C. area, and uh, welcome to the show. Hey, Charlie. Thank you very much for having me this evening. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm so glad we were able to make this work, and uh, kind of short notice, but I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being great. Oh, no um, problem. So I have a very bad habit of kind of getting right into the conversation and skipping the introduction part. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to you, kind of introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you've done, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Nick German. I've been a police officer for about 18, almost 18 and a half years now in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I come from a family of police officers. My dad was a police officer. Uh, two of my uncles. Uh, so my dad and one of my uncles retired. Uh, my other uncle retired from our department. Now he's a chief out west. Uh, my father-in-law retired as a lieutenant. And both my brothers are on the department as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I started on midnights and worked midnights 10 years, about 10 years. And I also, during that time, did temps in our alcohol unit, our um, drug interdiction unit, uh, and our vice unit. And that ultimately uh, led me to getting a full-time spot with our vice unit in 2015. Um, Worked with them for a little over a year. And during that time, I was making a, a lot of arrests just utilizing social media and open source intelligence. And the department saw a really big uh, asset with that, not just for the human trafficking aspect, but just to kind of use the social media and open source intelligence uh, platforms Mm -hmm. to enhance and develop cases uh, for what started out to be our department, but then it kind of... caught on a life of its own. Um, it, it became a unit of its own and we help out agencies all over the country. And I've actually, uh, worked a couple of international cases as well that were brought into where we live. That's crazy. So, yeah. And then through, through getting into the, uh, starting that unit, um, I, I had a lot to offer in terms of teaching. And one of the guys that I worked in our advice unit with, um, was already in the teaching game and asked me if I'd be interested. And back in about 2017, I started teaching. And luckily this past year, I got brought on with Street Cop. Very cool. And and it's been a match made in heaven, right? I, I would say so. I would yeah. say so. Very I cool. Love it. Very. So when I was doing investigations, not even investigations, just being on the road. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's almost like the modern day undercover operative, right? Because you can implant yourself in these criminal realms without being in the criminal realm itself. Well, I think that that's part of it. Um, I I think a lot of the misconception, if you even want to look at my class, it's titled social media investigations, social media and open source investigations. But the class is tailored for anybody, whether you're just at the street level, all the way up to a homicide detective background investigator, because let's say, for instance, you are that um, officer, uh, boots on the ground officer, and you call it on a traffic stop, right? You can start verifying information just utilizing open source uh, intelligence, or you know, you get some of that information and maybe you plug it in and find that guy in the car posted himself with a firearm maybe about an hour beforehand on Instagram. Yeah, 
And, you know, everybody posts everything on social media these days. You're right. It's, it's insane. Almost to the point of, you know, I think of the 1920s bank robbers and things like that, where they would, you know, be in the newspapers holding their Tommy guns and they just robbed this, this bank or whatever. Yeah. Well, now it's on social media. Now it's, it's not the next day. It's not the next week. It's literally as it's happening. It's instantaneous. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen uh, sheriff's offices where I live and work, um, you know, they were set out on, on some guy's house and he's doing a Facebook live or an Instagram live, just talking his shit, waving guns and money around. And you see the cop spotlight through the Instagram live as they're about to hit the house. It's, it's amazing how these people operate. Yeah, exactly. People uh, just can't seem to contain themselves and they have to somehow just like leak it out and social media gives them that platform to do it. It does. It's that it's the instant gratification, I think, for sure. And that's 100%. Kind of, yeah. And that's the, the, the mindset of these criminals these days. They want to be glorified. You know, they think they're going to be, you know, some kind of star for whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. And so they'll show their guns, they'll show their money, whatever. And it's leading to their downfall. And, you know, it's, I, we're not talking trade secrets here. I mean, it's obvious. It's all over the, the, the world. Absolutely. Um, some of the people, as far as like OPSEC and stuff go, everybody knows you can search social media. That's no big secret. Right, right. You know, um, I've seen a couple of people uh, posted some things like, oh, why are you saying that people can search social media for people's names? Come on, that's common sense, <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, just nowadays, you, you can, if you have somebody's information, you can find anything out about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, it, I mean, it even comes down to everyone searched or Googled themselves, you know? So mm-hmm. why, why not use that same resource to go for somebody else, go for a suspect, go for someone you're out with on a, on a stop? Yeah. And, you know, that's actually one of the things I really try to hammer home in my class too, is that I show how easy it is to find information on your targets. But at the same time, we're not digging into anything secret. We're not signing up for anything or or doing anything crazy. Mm -hmm. that's just given to police officers. I show that just as easy as it is to find your target on there, these bad guys can find us too. Sure. So at the same time, I want to show people how to protect themselves online as well as their family. And that's big. That's very important. I had, um, I was working for a narcotics unit. We did a search warrant on a, on a target. And months later, um, one of the guys we arrested on the search warrant showed up at my sister's house. I didn't live there, but showed up at my sister's house. Yeah. Middle of the night said he was looking for my niece. They happened to go to school together, but still too many things lined up for this just to be a coincidence. Right. Yeah. And sure enough, you Google my name and my sister's house popped up as my address. So how easily could he have been doing that for an ulterior ulterior motive? So it's very important for cops to know that their information's out there. Right. Now, how do you think you got your information? Was it from your name tag or was it uh, court well, paperwork? Probably court paperwork. The Because okay. uh, Florida's public record law is basically wide open. So you can just go to the clerk of court website, type in your name, and you're going to get your own uh, arrest paperwork or even just sure. what he was served at the jail. And my name's right at the bottom of the arrest paperwork. So I'm sure he put one and two together and yeah, my name isn't uh, unique enough for it to be, you know, or it is unique enough for, you know, you type one in, you'll get just me. Sure. So, absolutely. But you know, how many cops are out there with, 
it doesn't matter if you have a common name, you know, you type in your name, your department, everything's going to pop up. Yeah. One of the uh, things in my class that I do, I, I start them off uh, Googling your name just as it is and then throwing it in parentheses. And then after that, try Googling your name with the state that you live in and then the name in the city that you live in. And I use my wife as an example. And we go from close to 2 million results down to like 34 mm. in the span of like 20 seconds. Wow. So, yeah. um, and everybody so listening, go do that and watch your mind get blown away. Yeah. And, and another thing to do too is type your name in quotation marks and then in parentheses type police mm. and see what will pop up. Um, I, I do talk a little bit about uh, what's called digital hygiene in my class too. Um, again, keeping yourself safe. And uh, there's a couple things that I go over. One is they have the view as option on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So uh, just picturing the Facebook page, there's three little buttons on the right side. Click that. And that's the view as button. That's going to let you see what the general public sees on your Facebook page. So you can go through there to see if there's anything that you might need to clean up. Um, I talk about Googling yourself, like uh, OSINTing yourself uh going on there and just seeing what you can find just on the on the internet uh one of the other things that i talk about too is setting up google alerts so if you are signing on google just go to alerts.google.com put your name in in quotation marks and anytime any sort of article or anything is cached through google you'll uh, be sent an email right away oh wow i didn't know about that one yeah um, I was going to say, and then there's also a great service out there too that will remove your information for you. Um, it's paid. Uh, it's officerprivacy.com. Yeah, they've uh, actually, we talked about this a few weeks ago with uh, Christina Degas with um, her husband's going through a whole bunch of litigation and he's a uh, former police officer in California. Mm -hmm. And basically when he was going through the litigation, when it all started, the mob showed up at their family house because it was so easily attainable, just like you just described. And she said that officer privacy got all their information off. I still haven't done it yet and I need to get it done because it's already happened to me at least once. Who yeah. knows who else is going to come and uh, let this all be cautionary tales to everybody listening that hasn't done it. That's been dragging their feet because we know how the climate is right now. It doesn't seem to be getting any, you know, warmer at the moment. So you got to take care of yourself, got to protect yourself. Yeah. Like everything you can find pretty much anybody out there online. Um, just yesterday, one of the street cop instructors kind of like as a little challenge said, what can you find for me? So I sent him a picture of his front door at his house. Wow. So, yeah. And that was in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And I've, you know, I've noticed and I give, I give cop influencers a, a bad rap. Or like I, I give them a hard time. I rag on them. And I did mm -hmm. it a lot earlier in my, my account. I don't really do it as much. But there was one. And this this person was posting their first name, their last name on their public Instagram page. Mm -hmm. Pictures of their kids. You could figure out where their department was because they didn't really blur out their patch enough. And so I was like, you know what? Let me, let me see. And I Googled her name and the department. Yeah. I was able to find where her kids went to school. Like that is not okay for me. Like if, no. if I was in her shoes, I would do everything I could to take all that down as soon as possible. Yeah. Actually, one of the things that I really like doing um, 
just for fun when I was working a uh, overnight shift for part time just to kill some time. Remember those lip syncing videos? Yeah. Where the police were coming out and lip syncing? Yeah. You could easily see their name tag, what department they went to. So just for fun and to kill time, I was, you know, Googling the name, the department, just like you did, and doing like a whole workup on them just to see mm-hmm. what I could find on the officers that were in these videos. Yeah. You always say, you know, don't put anything on the internet you wouldn't want to see on the five o'clock news. Right. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. Half of the stuff that people put on the internet, they'd be embarrassed if it was on CNN tomorrow morning. Like 100%. Yeah. Even, even if it's, you know, no malintent, you're just being silly and just having a good time. That's fine. But it's a little bit different when you're a police officer because the light, the limelight is, is not where we want to be. No. Um, you know, and it's something to always keep in mind that, you know, you were just sitting on an off duty detail and you already know all this stuff about this person. And I always say it's one thing to be embarrassed. The next thing is to be targeted and having a bad guy show up at your house, your kid's school, whatever it might be. That is the ultimate do not want. Right. And they, the new thing out there is like the whole doxing thing where yeah, the officer yeah. gets involved in the shooting. And then, you know, you have these internet sleuths that are out there that have nothing better to do. So they start getting all the officer's information and they throw it up on a website like Doxpin. And there you have like his name, his date of birth, his cell phone number, social media, email addresses, family members' names, right. you name it. They, they take the time and they do all these workups and just release it right to the internet. Yeah. And it's, it's scary that all the information's out there, but we know that all the information's out there because in this little tiny box that we all carry around and we all spend too much time on, it's, you know, we, we don't do anything to stop it. We just kind of click away. We like and share. And I'm, I'm just as guilty of it as everyone that I'm accusing of. So, you know, I'm not. Oh, me too. Yeah. And it's, again, when, when, the shoe is on the other foot and now you're the, the victim of the doxing. It's like, man, I've had all these opportunities to fix this. Right. Exactly. We don't, you know, so. So another thing that I do too, um, with my class at the very end, um, people will get a digital handout. Uh, Michael Bazell is a big open source guy. He has a podcast, the privacy and security uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, very well known in the open source community. And it's a remove yourself workbook. So if you don't want to pay for the services to do it, you can actually work through this book and go to all the major uh, sites that have people search sites mm-hmm. and ha- it has all the details, how you can remove yourself from that site. Um, and then I also hand out a, uh, how to remove yourself from Google maps and Bing maps oh, wow. also. So um, with us, me and my wife, we actually blocked out our entire block Mm-hmm. on there not just our house but you can actually be successful and block off your entire block also so when you put our address in all you see is a blurry picture wow everything yeah that's great that's a good resource to have so people if you're if you don't even know about social media investigations which we'll talk about in just a minute this is a good reason to go to this class because I'm, I'm i'm gonna sign up now just to figure uh, out how <laughs> um but it's just so important. I remember my dad was a cop. He was a 26-year cop in New Jersey. And back then, um, he made sure that he was never in the phone book. Like he okay, went yeah. through whatever process and was never in the phone book. And I remember being a kid in class and we were doing some kind of uh, experiment, not experiment, but some kind of project. And we needed to br- bring in a phone book to show where we were. And my dad was like, well, we can't participate because we're not in the phone book. And I was yeah. like, dad, this is weird. Um 
but that was then, right? That was that was the only source to find out where people live was the phone book, was the Yelp yeah. pages. Now there's 50 million Google sites that will have your information, will have your your family information and so on. I'm on um, ancestry.com. I, I like doing the whole genealogy thing. Okay. And through these like these people search websites, I've been able to find like long distant relatives that I've never met just by maybe a first initial and a last name or something like that. And I can piece together their entire family tree from these sites. It's insane. Yeah. yeah and a lot of it comes from, um, so I'm sure you've seen it, the Netflix documentary, the social dilemma. Uh-huh. So, you know, you are the product, like everything that we do online is being sold. So you have the Gmail account, all that information is being sold. You have that cell phone contract, that information is being sold. Just pretty much everything you do online is being sold. And then it's ending up on uh, various websites. So even if you take the time and you go through that workbook or you pay for the service for them to remove it, it's never going to be completely off the internet. You have to be diligent with it and you have to keep going back and removing it. Um, Online shopping is a huge one. Uh, All that information is going to be sold. Right. So, yeah, there's a reason why when you're sitting at home and you're talking to your significant other, like, hey, you know, we really need some Cheetos in the house. And you turn on your phone and boom, there's a Cheetos ad right in your face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I So I show a video in my class of uh, a guy that talks about cat food for a week and then it shows up on his uh, Facebook Messenger, um, like the ads on Facebook. So mm-hmm, they leave mm-hmm. Messenger running and, and all that. So um Actually, uh, you know, I tell a story in my class about how my wife and I were in New York City for the Olympics. We were watching them on TV and on the way home, she turns to me in the car and she says, you know, hey, what happens to the Olympic villages when the Olympics are over? Well, fast forward a couple of days later, what pops up on her Facebook feed, like right on the left side, a suggested news article for what happens to the Olympics when uh, yeah. or Olympic villages when the Olympics are over. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, you know, you can take that story and replicate it. Cause I mean, you know, spend too much time on my phone and all these different news articles, like, wow, I was just thinking about that. And it's, it's just crazy. And all the different allowances yeah. that we give our, our cell phones and our computers and our Google home devices and, and our Alexas, all it is, is just building that, that web for more places to sell to us. And, you know, it's, we're calling oh, it. Yeah, and they have they have another uh, documentary. You can look it up on YouTube called The Creepy Line. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much like how Social Dilemma is uh, the social media networks. The Creepy Line is more about Google and okay. how, they, how they tailor all the Google results to you. And basically one of the um, alarming things is Google can actually influence an election by 10% based mm-hmm. on how they show you the results in your Google searches. Wow. So... Um, that, that's another good one. If you have a chance to check that out, it's about 90 minutes. Okay. I'll have to look into that. That's just crazy. And I, I don't doubt it. I mean, I'm thinking of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict that we got yesterday yeah. and just how the news has spun it in 24 hours. It's just absolutely insane. Like I, it blows my mind just how easily the, the general population is being manipulated just by what they are shown and what they are told to believe. And I'm just mm-hmm. using that as an example, but you can do that for any topic, any, any uh, situation that's going on elections or, or just sales. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a very interesting work on the human mind and these, these devices as great as they are, you know, wealth of knowledge and everything. We're just manipulated by them and the people that 
run the devices in the companies too. Oh yeah, I, I, they're a necessary evil. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just talking to someone who's going to be on the show next week uh, just about social media in general, how it's a necessary evil where you can get the positives like the the, the networking and the, the uh, social networking that it was built for initially, like you and I are doing right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you get all the nastiness that comes along with it, all the, you know, the slander and, and just the, the vile nastiness that comes from it too. Um, it's just double-edged sword you love to hate it you hate to love it exactly it's crazy um so this was a great intro because i feel like all too often we'll say like oh yeah yeah, yeah. make sure your stuff's off off the internet yeah and then they move on to the next topic uh even in the academy they'll say hey man you know when you're putting in for uh, a new job you know they're gonna look at your social media make sure it looks good Mm -hmm. all right on to the next thing well let's take a second and really talk about what that means. And I think that's what we did for this, this intro. And I really appreciate you giving kind of an insight as to how people can start doing that. Yeah. And if I can just add one more thing, like, please, please, um, you never know, like you could go out tomorrow and be involved with something at work. And then the media is going to dig into you right away. Like, um, back in our area, we had a female police officer killed on her first day on the job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can you imagine what could possibly be on your social media if you get involved with something and yeah. you really can't get back in to delete it? So right. just be cognizant of that. Yep. I think uh, my sergeant told me a story last year amid all the craziness. There was a female officer, I think somewhere in the Midwest, and she was involved in a shooting high, right in the beginning or right in the middle of all the uh, Black Lives Matter Antifa protests. Mm-hmm. And they went through her social media. And one of the last things she posted before she went to work that morning was something in support of the first responders that were dealing with it. But the media was able to slant it and say that, oh, she meant for this shooting to happen. She intended for this shooting to happen because she posted something in support of, I don't know, let's just say uh, the guy from Minneapolis or whatever, whoever it was. But they slanted it. To do that, and it obviously that wasn't her intention, but it's how it was skewed, and that, as we're learning, is more important than the facts to the to the court of public opinion. Yeah, nowadays it seems like you're uh, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, with everything, and even know? even when you are proven innocent or not guilty, as I like to say, um, it doesn't matter. Right. And yesterday's verdict is a perfect example of that. Right. Um, it's 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 frustrating. It very very much is. Um, but talking on the pro law enforcement and and doing the job and everything what so i'm going to take a step even further back for the umbrella what is open source what is the difference between an open source and a closed source what is that open source is anything that is uh readily available basically at your fingertips that Mm -hmm. you nothing that you're uh paying for it's you know there's some websites that are out there where you can just access them type in what you're looking for uh do different google searching techniques and come across it that way. Gotcha. Okay. So something that anybody can access. You don't have Correct. to pay for a membership, like a TLO or something like that. This is just something exactly, anybody... exactly. Okay. Anybody can access it. Gotcha. So that being said, you know, your class, while yes, you have to pay for attendance, you don't have to pay for some fancy uh, technology that the agency is going to not pay for. It's something that is already readily accessible. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, just, I guess, to give a little more incentive when you walk out of the class, uh, you're provided with a file, a bookmark file 
that has every single uh, website and resource that we discuss in the class that basically right at your fingertips, ready to go. Very cool. You know, we were talking about OPSEC, we were talking about trade secrets, so we won't get too far into it, but kind of as much as you're willing to give, how can an officer start using these techniques right away? Well, um, the one obvious one is, you know, let's say you uh, are on a traffic stop Mm -hmm. and you and I are on the same shift together and maybe I'm a little far away and I can't get to you. Call out with the stop and, you know, uh, have the dispatcher run the guy's name on the air. Why they're running the guy's name on the air. Maybe I'm going to go on some of the websites. Uh, You know, uh, True People Search is a great website to use. Maybe go on there, see what information we can get. Um, get his phone number. If you have a person's phone number, there is so much you can do with it. Again, won't give away any trade secrets here. Uh, but if you have that person's phone number, um, there is a ton of information that you can glean from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, start searching them through social media, whether it's by their name or their nickname. Um, and there's various other ways of searching, uh, through the social media sites and then pairing that up with a Google search as well. And you may come across something because again, maybe you will find that guy that you have stopped flashing a gun on Instagram 15 minutes before you stopped him. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And you would have probably been on that stop. And obviously we don't want to be complacent on a stop like that, but what would make you think that this guy would have a gun? But now that you've accessed this social media and you've seen the gun, now it's changing the whole um, whole content context of the stop, right? Um, or he's flashing around drugs or money or whatever the case may be. It's it's a it's an amazing resource and it's free. And let's be honest, you were probably on Facebook five minutes before you made the stop anyway. So why not use it to your advantage? Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, speaking from my examples, um, everyone on my unit, we well, not everyone, a couple guys, we made like dummy Facebook accounts where we could start. Um, going in and and friending, not necessarily the targets. Eventually, we got to our targets, but people around the circles that we were trying to kind of infiltrate, mm-hmm. so to speak. And what what I've noticed is that, and this is not a secret, um, criminals communicate through social media apps. You know, because a lot of them they may not have cell service, but they have Wi Fi service, and it's easier to text through a Facebook app or yeah. whatever. And so when you start utilizing these things, suddenly more things become apparent. And I just, that's how, that's how we kind of did business. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, um, I've, I've noticed that myself. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we're kind of, kind of tipping around the rim here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just lots of great options in social media. And it's, it's crazy when you start peeling back that onion and really looking at what is available. Um, it's out there. It's crazy. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, people just can't help themselves and they just have to put it somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so whether it's, you know, the drug dealers putting stuff online, you have, you know, the prohibited felon that, is showing the firearm online Mm -hmm. or even the prostitute, the human trafficking victim uh, working out of a local hotel where she puts up a picture on Instagram and tags it, you know, we'll say in like Detroit, Michigan. So you you might be able to see the little sticker. She's at a Hilton hotel in Detroit, Michigan. 
Now you kind of know where to look. Right. We had one where it was an anonymous tip line. They sent in and said, Hey, this person's doing prostitution out of here. And it was a, it was a, it was like, a, it wasn't like a plenty of fish or, you know, one of those things, but it was, it was a dating website where, you know, this chick was posting pictures and whatever, but it was prostitution. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, it wasn't a Tinder. It wasn't like she's looking for like a real date. It was, it was prostitution. And it's crazy because we handed that to our vice guys and then we did a prostitution op. We were right in that area and it's amazing what you get from that. Yeah. Um, real time. Exactly. And it's, it's a snowball. You take one piece of information, you start rolling with it. And before you know it, you've got this avalanche. And one of my favorite stories I've ever been a part of, um, I was working the road, got called for a domestic disturbance between a daughter and a uh, teenage daughter and her mother. Daughter was in trouble. She got her phone taken away because she was dating an older guy. Mm-hmm. Um, now me being the road officer, I was more concerned about, fixing the domestic problem than anything else. Right. Um, you know, I didn't want them to get into a physical cause I didn't want to arrest anybody, but I also, the daughter flat up said, she said, if you make me stay with my mother, I'm running away to this dude. I don't mm-hmm. want to be here. So I went through the extra step, um, not toot my own horn, but beep, um, you know, making sure she didn't have to spend the night there. And I even huh. called, uh, family services. I said, come pick up this kid. They're like, no, you know, she's not in any danger. I'm like, she's going to run away the moment I pull away. That's that's danger. And they're like, no, not until she actually runs away, which is infuriating. That's a different story for a different time. Long story short, um, she ended up getting a ride to be with her aunt for the night, whatever. Um, But because I made that initial DCF call, they had to do a follow up. And um, lo and behold, find out a few weeks later, the guy that she was running away for to was a pimp and she was being human trafficked. Yeah. So, uh, Tom stack, he teaches, Mm -hmm. uh, human sex trafficking for street cop training. Yeah. And one of the things he talks about was he wishes he knew then what he knew towards the end of his career. Uh, cause one of the things he hated was going to these runaway calls. Right. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, he started to realize that these girls were either running to something such as that pimp, or yep. from something. Right. So he wish he knew that back, you know, when he was a road officer. Um, but as far as human trafficking classes go, his is uh, top notch. Just give him a little shout out. Nice. Um, yeah. I, you know, and I wish I saw that for myself as it was happening, but it makes you look at those calls so much differently the next time you go out to it. Absolutely. And it was, it was like, we were just saying like, you know, in this job, we learn every single day and we learn from different people. That's where the networking comes in. And hopefully, you know, I always say like when you're in field training, like that's a mistake you only make once. Well, hopefully that's a call you only see once and it's enough for you to be like, all right, next time we're going to approach this a little bit differently. And it's also, you can use social media the same way um, for this Intel gathering and learning who's running with who, who's hanging out with who, what they're doing. Um, and you really start, you know, more onion, more layers of that onion just start peeling one by one. Yeah. And so besides it just being a tool, like to get, gather like real time, uh, crime information, it also is great for historical cases. Let's say you have that bank robber mm-hmm. and he goes in and he's wearing some bright ass red shoes, uh, when he does the bank robbery, maybe some sort of investigative lead was developed and, 
they have Billy Joe Bob as a suspect, right? And they need a social media workup done on them now. You start going through Billy Joe Bob's mm-hmm. uh, Instagram account, for instance, and there he is wearing those bright ass red shoes, <laughs> which will help tie him to that bank robbery. Yep. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about um, this Instagratification, people want to be pat on the back, everyone wants to be a star. And going back to historical data, we had this group of kids, they were breaking into everything. They were, they were kids, they were juveniles, they were all on juvenile probation, weren't allowed to hang out with each other, all this stuff. They post a rap music video. And in the music video, all these kids that aren't supposed to be hanging out together are right in the same shot of the music video, even to the point where one of them still had his ankle monitor on in the music video. So we had, yeah, so we had our juvenile justice coordinator going there with a notebook going like, all right, he's in violation, he's in violation. And as God awful as the music was, and, you know, say what it will. Those music videos provided so much information that I wish I took into more account. Oh, um, absolutely. As it was going. And, you know, these guys, they consider it a badge of honor when they would shoot a music video and catch one of our police cars in it. And that's how it started for us. It was like, oh, let's see who got in their next music video. But then you start getting all this information that's beyond the music. And you start seeing like, oh, this guy's running with this. Oh, he's throwing up that sign. That means this. So much information. And these guys are giving it to you for free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I like the one uh, disclaimer that they usually throw up in their uh, description of the videos, too, especially if they have a bunch of firearms in there. Yes. They mm-hmm. say they're all props. Yes. I mean, yes. come on. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. They're all props. I like that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. You just can't. My, my dad always said you can't make this stuff up. It's just, it's, they make it too easy sometimes. They do. But. But it's only easy if the people viewing it use it for that reason. If you're just going to go like, oh, this is a stupid video and then turn it off, then you're yeah. wasting your time. Then you're not using the content for what it's what you should be using it for. Yeah, and, and I think the whole social media open source intelligence or OSINT, whatever you want to refer to it as, um, is not a checklist, so to speak. Like you're not going to go down this checklist and say, okay, I – looked on Facebook, he's not there. Instagram, he's not there. A, B, and C. It's not like that. It's more, it, it's a mindset that mm-hmm. you have to go through. And I'm, I, you know, some people that do this type of stuff within that industry, I guess they're just wired a little bit different because then you have to take that and connect all the different dots right. uh, through all the sources on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is a different, mindset you're absolutely right it's 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 almost like a different theory of policing it's it's a whole different world you know it's again when my dad was a cop back in the day it was only the phone book if it wasn't there it didn't exist now you know you kind of take that to an investigative standpoint there are so many different things and it's very fluid and a lot of these people um you know kind of the 'er ne'er-do-wells they're not they may not be on a Facebook or an Instagram or a TikTok because those are too mainstream. They're going to start going a little bit further under the realm, mm-hmm. but are still accessible. You just need to start being a little bit more in tuned to the different options out there. Yeah. I, in fact, I actually have a block in my class where it's more of like an awareness type block where we go through some of the lesser known sites such as uh, tagged or Moco space, um, MeWe, um, uh, try to name a couple others for you. Triller, SoundCloud, um, 
Yeah. And I like to make that more of like an awareness that just don't pay attention to the, you know, the top six that we talk about in the class, like the Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, um, Instagram. Uh, But there's more out there. And if you look, you might be able to find something. And once you get one username, that may be the key to unlock everything for your case. Right. Right. It's, it's absolutely true. And, you know, I feel like as I got more in tune with using social media as part of investigations and my, my one buddy, he was, he was a savant in it. Um, I took a lot of tips from him, you know, it, it just, it made it so much more easier to kind of figure out what was going on. And it made my cases that much more structured. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get turned on to this in the first place? That's a good question. Um, just messing around uh, when MySpace came out. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to find like people from high school and just kind of like going down rabbit holes. Um, and just I came to find out that I guess I had kind of like a, a strength in doing that. Like mm-hmm. uh, just in my mind, like, okay, let's try typing this in and seeing what can uh, right. come up as a result of that. And then just one thing led to another. Yeah, it's it takes definitely some kind of persistence to yeah. to stick with it because I know even with me, if I'm looking for just not even work related, I'm looking for something on Google and I can't get it in two searches or on two pages. I'm like, all right, it doesn't exist then. Yeah, but if you get, oh, yeah. you, you got to be persistent, and before you know it, the everyone has gotten in that you know internet rabbit hole at three o'clock in the morning. You, nothing else is going on. You just keep searching things, and yeah. before you know it, now you just tweak that a little bit and before you know it you're you're unsolved you're you're unraveling so much more oh yeah like if you can't find your person right away find a relative and then mm-hmm. start going through the relatives information and friends and maybe you'll come across them under a different name sure absolutely and i think once you adopt that mindset of that all right let's l- dig a little deeper let's go a little unconventional let's think outside the box yep you can apply that to different aspects of the job Yes, social media is a great aspect, open source, great aspect. But I can even say using the law enforcement databases that I had, I did that same thing where, all right, I wanted to nab this person on a warrant. This is where her address is, but it's, you know, three years old. That's not it. But let me see if I can find through our record management system, if I can find mom. And Mm -hmm. and sure enough, I ended up getting her. And you just need to know the different workarounds around the systems that exist. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, you just need to use the wheel differently. Yeah, I, I think one of the big things, I, I don't know, uh, across the country if people have access to it, but where I am, I can see unemployment records and where they're collecting mm. their unemployment checks. That, that's got to be a major one. Yeah, especially right now, that's huge. Yeah, for sure. Or, or I, I mean, I don't know, I'm just thinking, but you know, any kind of government benefit, that's going to be yeah. a major one. Um, and for, for me, uh, for different investigations I did, it's always good if you can work like property appraisers, you know, yeah. that you can kind of get, um, bi- you know, building owners and business owners and things like that. Uh, Florida has SunBiz where you can see who is actually uh, the, the proprietor to a business, if that's with the angle you're working. I mean, there's just so many different things. Who's registering an LLC? I mean, mm-hmm. just don't just take everything at face value. And I think if, if anything from our conversation, that's kind of the drive home point is, yeah, you know, don't be afraid to work through things. Yeah, exactly. That that's a great way of putting it. 
Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like that's whatever, whatever your career in law, law enforcement is going to be 20 years, 30 years, 10 years, whatever. I think that's going to lead you to more success and, and more, I don't know, more fulfillment in it. You know, now you're actually working. Now you're, you know, doing the job. You're not just checking boxes, like you said. Yeah. And so I started doing the social media stuff full time um, as my sole job at work uh, back a little over five years ago. Um, And like I tell people, you know, I'm not out there throwing handcuffs on people, taking part in the search warrants or doing the operations. So I'm not essentially, so to speak, like the guy going out there and scoring a touchdown, but I'm in the game, uh, if you want to call it, as like a blocker. Just put me in the game. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. And what we can do with this social media and open source intelligence is such a vital asset to police work. Um, I definitely feel that like this type of work is the future of policing. Yeah. Um, because there's just so much you can do with it. Sure. And I'm sure, I mean, you know, you've been doing it for so long, but I'm sure you've only even just touched the tip of it. Like there's probably so much more that you're still learning about. I learn something new every single day. That's, I mean, that's, that's amazing. It's almost to the point of scary, just how much more that there is out there that you're still learning. And, you know, I, I was thinking, I took uh, Mike Vaccaro's class, uh, map, um, and he was he does a part of it about the dark web, and the dark mm-hmm. web is just a whole different other animal, you know that people yeah. will talk about, but no one really understands it because no one wants to go into it. Yeah, Kevin um, Hendricks um, teaches that, and he was sitting there talking to me about some of the stuff that he teaches in a dark web class, and it's fascinating, mm-hmm. um, but scary at the same time with all right. the talk of the crypto and and all that stuff, but. Um, that, that's such another far, uh, realm from even what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, that when I've looked into getting, getting into doing some stuff with that, that's going to be more, at least where I am, um, kind of like reactionary based Mm -hmm. where, you know, you have like that drug overdose that may happen and then you're following up. Whereas with like the social media and OSIN stuff, you're getting real time stuff, whether, you know, you might be gathering uh, real time uh, crime intel, um, right. protest assessments, uh, you name it. That That's kind of how I look at it is yeah. like the dark web would be like more investigative purposes. Gotcha. OK. I mean, all of I mean, it, it all kind of weaves together into it the does. same web. Um, it's just fascinating, really is um, for. I know we kind of touched on it maybe. Um, so you got some, let's just say we've got cop listening to the show right now. They're working their cruiser and um, the next bike stop they get on the the next car stop they do the next just subject encounter that they they're involved in. Um, what would be your advice to instantly start before they can take your class instantly start to, diving into this well you know not even just being on the traffic stop like uh back when i was in patrol when i'd uh be going to calls or when i was done at the call i would just go on facebook and okay i just dealt with such and such let me see if i can find them Mm -hmm. online so 
you know, let's say you do have that guy stopped on the side of the road, try to find him on Facebook. Um, uh, you know, obviously if you have some backup with you where you can dedicate that time, but just try to become proficient in it by searching people that you just come in contact with. There's no law that says you can't search social media, uh, for anybody. You know what I mean? There's, there's, um, no law that says that we can't have undercover accounts. We're allowed to have fake accounts online. What we are doing is violating the terms of service with them. Mm -hmm. And if they find Mm -hmm. out it's a fake account, they'll shut it down. Um, But at the same time too, we need to have access to these social media accounts to gather this Intel that's out there. Sure. Yep. I I agree completely. And I mean, you may disagree with what I'm about to say, but if Facebook shuts down your fake account, make another one. Like just keep doing it until you can't do it. Um, And I've had it where I've made a fake account and I get burnt and you know, then I got to make another one and I'll just yeah. start completely fresh into like a week. And before you know it, I pick right up where I left off. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't take very long to make no. them either. Um, but at the same time, one thing that I, I do want to stress is don't start searching for your, your targets or any bad guys or girls with your personal account online. Right. And the reason for that is eventually if you go on somebody's page, even if this is your personal life, Okay. If you go on a person's page uh, with Facebook, for instance, I think it's more than seven times you're going to start showing up as a suggested front on there. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for instance, you're in your police uniform on your Facebook page, on your profile picture, and you keep searching your target and you want to show people at work, hey, here he is, and da 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 da. Eventually, you in that uniform are going to show up on your target's Facebook page wearing that uniform, and it may hink them up a little bit. Right. And then he's going to make a new account and it's, it's cat and mouse, which is fun, but it can also be frustrating if you're working a lead on that account. Now you got to go find him again. And you know, everyone uses aliases. So mm-hmm. exactly. Be mindful of all that. Um, that. That was a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to kind of dive into the next part of this, which is going to be signal three. And we're going to play a little question and answering. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. You got it. Did you know that in the years 2017 to 2018, the American obesity rate was over 42%? Did you further know that police officers are 25% more likely than the average American to die from obesity-related illnesses? These are diseases like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and high blood pressure. So what do we do? Do we continue to stay victims to shift work and terrible nutrition options while going call to call? Or do we do something about it? Well, I decided to do something about it, and that's why I started working with Nick Wall Nutrition. Nick is one of less than 100 professional nutritionists in the entire United Kingdom and has worked with many professional athletes from soccer, rugby, cricket, and even Team Great Britain. And all of his plans are backed by pure scientific evidence. Eating the foods you love and losing weight doing it. No fad diets, no pills, no powders, and no god-awful detox teas. Nick is the real deal and was named Nutrition Specialist of the Year for the year 2019 to 2020. Check him out on Instagram at NickWallNutrition or NickWallNutrition.com and join Nick's team and change your life. 
All right, we are back. We've got Nick German. And uh, once again, man, thank you so much for your time. This has been absolutely amazing. I've learned a lot. I'm going to go through and just scrub my existence off of the internet. hope everyone <laughs> else does too. Um, now we keep, we keep flirting with everyone with your class. Where are you going to be in the near future? So if people want to get some uh, social media and open source information, they can, they can pick your brain for it. Yeah. So if uh, you're not familiar, uh, my class is called social media and open source investigations with street cop training. Um, I have, two classes left this year uh actually this monday november 22nd i'll be depending when this airs i'll be in east windsor new jersey uh december 6th jamestown new york and then we hit 2022 january 10th somerville west virginia march 21st lancaster pennsylvania uh april 4th hollister missouri june 13th is east rutherford new jersey and september 16th is bethlehem pennsylvania Awesome. We got to sprinkle in some uh, Southwest Florida too. I got to get you down. I would love to come to Southwest Florida. (laughs) Okay. We'll see what I can uh, set up. So everybody listening, go through, if he's in your area, get in on it, go to streetcop.com and get all registered and um, don't want to miss it if it's in your area. All right. So Nick, we're going to play signal three. I kind of gave you a little uh, insight into it. Um, I got it broken down into three different things. So where I work, signal three is hit and run. Um, that's the idea with these questions. Don't think about them too hard. Just whatever the answer is, just go with it and we'll go to the next one. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. So the first batch of questions is overrated, underrated. So I'm going to okay. give you something and you tell me if it's overrated, underrated, or if it's accurate, accurately rated. And do you need an explanation or just a one word answer? Eh, if, if you got an explanation <laughs> with it, I will definitely take it. And if not, we'll just roll to the next. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, night shift. Underrated. So you prefer working nights? I loved working nights uh, because one, it's just you and your shift that's out there. Um, and two, you don't have to really deal with a lot of the administrative staff. Yes. I, I think everybody listening will probably agree with you with that one. <laughs> um, what about the Crown Victoria? Uh, overrated. Okay. Now, here's a follow-up question. What would you consider your dream or your best uh, police vehicle? (laughs) The best one that I've had or the best one that's out there? Both. (laughs) Uh, So I had an Impala, which was (laughs) okay. Okay. Um, But uh, the Dodge Chargers are pretty nice. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I had to see where you were going with that. Cause I had an Impala and that was not nice, but if that's all you got, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about off duty jobs or overtime? Love them. Really? Absolutely. Love them. Very interesting. The last guy I just spoke to, he had about the same amount of time on and he said the exact opposite. So very interesting. I think if you, you want to be able to supplement your income and the opportunity presents itself, why not? If you have the time to do it, Sure. And it doesn't interfere with your actual job. Um, and I know for some departments, you have to get it pre-approved. You're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. My only cautionary tale, because I was guilty of it, is don't burn yourself out doing overtime. Because that's what I, I would do. I have another one. Besides burning yourself out, don't fall into the money trap. Because mm. that money is not guaranteed. Um, some people end up you know, uh, think that money is going to be guaranteed for years. And then next thing you know, the thing gets cut and you're out that money. And what are you going to do? Yep. I, I know. Yeah. I know several people who 
got really good with overtime and started living above their means even without the overtime and then they got hurt they couldn't work the overtime and they were they were in rough shape right right exactly how do you feel about s'mores eh, either way i had one a couple weeks ago they're okay okay I'll give them a little bit okay uh what about going to see a movie Oh man, I haven't been to see a movie in a long time. My wife doesn't like movie theaters at all, so um, I can't remember the last movie we went to. <laughs> so would you say they're overrated then? Yeah, yeah, much, overrated. Much better watching at home? Yeah. All right, this next batch of questions is going to be this or that. So just as it says, I'll give you two things, pick which one you want. Okay. Uh, dogs or cats? Uh, dogs. Okay, do you have any? I had one. Okay. Uh, coffee or energy drinks? Oh, energy drinks. Okay. Do you have an energy drink of choice? Absolutely. Bang. Okay. What, which flavor? <laughs> oh, um, I like quite a few. The uh, cherry, black cherry vanilla is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just last night I drank a birthday cake one. Ooh. Um, you don't like that one? No, it tastes just like the fr- like the frosting. Like you're getting a gulp of frosting. Uh, yeah. the, the worst one is the Miami Cola. That that one's highly overrated. <laughs> I can drink it, but yeah, if I can do other, yeah, the, the apple flavor is really good. That that's probably one of my favorite. That and the uh, the Frosé Rosé one, I like that one a lot. Too. Now, have you had the alcoholic Bang? I have not. So Bang makes a seltzer. It doesn't have the caffeine, but it tastes just like a Bang energy drink. Okay, uh, but with alcohol in it. Wow. Yeah, that sounds deadly. Do they taste? They taste just like a Bang. Exactly like a Bang. Okay, I have to look into that one. Um, patrol or specialized units? Mm, I, I have to go with specialized unit because that's what I'm in. Okay, um, but patrol is definitely the backbone of the department for sure. And I think I think patrol gets such a bad rep. Um, you know, everyone's at least where I was was gunning to get off of patrol as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And then for me, when I got off patrol and I was starting doing more specialized things you start realizing how how specialized you really get to the point where like you lose all that patrol knowledge you had. And then when you go back, it's like, whoa, I got to start all over again. So yeah, definitely for everyone that's on patrol, don't, don't discredit patrol. It's definitely worth it, but specialized units are a lot of fun too. But it's specialized. You got to keep that in mind, specialized. Yeah, and, well, I think the both of them have their advantages and disadvantages. Mm. Like with a specialized unit, you get that case file and your desk just keeps getting files thrown on it day after day after day. Whereas patrol, you can uh, have a clean slate every single day. Yeah. Yep. And that was something that I guess I wasn't prepared for when I went to that specialized unit, even though I knew that's what I was getting into. It just, when it's right in front of you, it's, it definitely, it can overwhelm you very quickly. You got to be good with time management. Yeah, exactly. Uh, burgers or tacos? Uh, tacos. Okay. Would you rather ride in the train, dance in the rain, or feel no pain? Hmm. Feel no pain. Okay. All right. Now, this last bit of questions is uh, the crux of Signal 3. So these are open-ended. Just tell me what the first thing comes to your mind when I ask you the question. Okay. What is your dream vacation destination? Ooh, uh, somewhere in the Caribbean. Okay. Um, what is something you love that everyone hates? Professional wrestling. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is something that you hate that everyone loves? Uh, oh, um, Lord of the Rings, Walking Dead, 
um, Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> All those like super mega franchises. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Uh, what's your favorite donut flavor? I guess I'm basic right now because pumpkin. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. We won't hold it too far against you. Um, if you're walking into the biggest moment of your life or like, you know, walking up to the stage, whatever it might be, what is your walk on song? That's funny because uh, we had that exact same scenario at the Street Cop conference. Uh-huh. Uh, and they needed us to pick some walkout music, and it was Cult of Personality by okay. Living Color. Yeah. Very nice. That's a good yeah. one. Um, what's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Hmm. I, I guess don't overthink. That yeah, that, I fail at that one every single time. <laughs> I still I still do. <laughs> um what was one of your most embarrassing bonehead rookie moves? Okay. Um there's a couple that come to mind. One would be uh working midnights. We had a call for an assault. The um this guy got the crap kicked out of him. Uh he was hitting the head with a baseball bat. Um, a lookout was placed and I see two guys matching the description running across this field, uh, towards the shopping center. And they look exactly like it was broadcast in the description. So I roll my car up to him and I jump out of the car to stop him. I get him stopped. Next thing I know, my car is driving by me because I forgot <laughs> to put it in the park yeah. <laughs> And uh, it went right into a tree. Had my wheel been turned a little bit more to the left, it would continue down the hill and went right through the front window of a wing stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I had uh, two instances where I forgot to put the car in park. Uh, first was one of my first nights on patrol in FTO. Burglary comes out. Burglary in progress. We're driving down the street. I go to my FTO. I was like, hey, I think that's the guy exactly as described. She's like, yep, that's it. And I turned the car up to this point. I am golden. We're talking like yeah. veteran shit. Get out of the car, grab the guy. Well, I didn't even get that far. She grabbed the guy. As I'm getting out of the car, the car still moves forward. And he's like looking like I'm about to hit him with this car. I jump back in, put it in park, and then go back to business. <laughs> and the other time, it was like on a very slight incline and forgot to put the car in park because I was dealing with these juveniles fighting and I almost ran over my FTO. It happens. Oh, man. <laughs> but that, that parking brake, man, it'll get you every time, I swear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what was your childhood dream job? <laughs> uh, professional wrestler. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Isn't there yeah. – there's a big uh, wrestling match tomorrow, isn't there? Survivor Series. That's it. Okay. Yeah. One of the uh, One of the Instagrammers I followed, they were just talking all about it. <laughs> you gonna be watching it yeah actually it's gonna be about an hour from where i'm gonna be tomorrow night but uh i'm not gonna go to it i'm gonna be good because i have to teach the next day oh okay there you go very <laughs> nice there you go uh if you could describe your significant other in one word what would it be <laughs> uh, she's on the couch right near me um beautiful oh that's nice yeah i wonder if the answer would be different if she wasn't right next to you though no no she <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is your proudest moment in law enforcement? Um, just getting the job in general. Uh, like I said, I come from, you know, uh, a lineage of police officers. So being able to, uh, follow in their footsteps and, okay. and in my opinion, I'm pretty successful at what I'm doing. So leaving my own legacy within the department. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've noticed that 
and I've I've talked to people in the past about it how you can kind of see a trend if 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 someone comes from a law enforcement family it's very evident you know mm-hmm. and, I mean your story is right in line with all of that um, if you could tell one person one thing about your career that they misunderstand what would it be that I don't play around on the internet all day <laughs> that <laughs> you know that I'm was actually working <laughs> yeah that was kind of. You know, when you were saying that you, you do it full time, I was like, man, he just sits and plays on the internet all day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, but no, we, we don't. It, it, we're busy from the time we get in to the time we go home. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> you know, it, I don't know if you can do like a ride along from like your position, but I, that would be one thing that'd be very interesting to, to witness. Some people have requested to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, we're, I, I guess part of it's due to COVID also, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not quite gotcha right okay uh we're gonna be wrapping up here i got two more okay. questions for you both of them food related because i'm a kind of a food guy okay. uh what's your favorite late night snack you know i really don't have late night snacks um okay <laughs> yeah okay or, or junk food of choice man i don't eat much junk food either we'll go okay. with Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> okay there we go we'll go with that and the last question uh if you could share a meal with one person dead or alive that you've never met who would it be and what would you order? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. The one, the only one that comes to mind is uh, going back to the wrestling thing. Uh, Bret Hart, he, he was like my idol growing up mm-hmm. um, and probably steak. Okay. And how, what, what cut and how would you cook it? Oh, uh, let's go with a filet. Okay. Um, medium. Okay. And just because I'm on the food thing and I haven't had dinner yet, what side would you put with it? <laughs> oh, you got to go with mashed potatoes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just had to double check. Just had to double check, you know? <laughs> All right, Nick, this has been absolutely amazing. I really appreciate your time. I really hey, appreciate thank you for having your me. information. Absolutely. Uh, if people want to get with you on social media, where do they find you and how do they do it? Yeah. Um, so I have an Instagram account set up specifically for the street cop stuff. It's street cop underscore Nick. And then if you want to just reach out to me by email, it's uh, Nick German at streetcop.com. And I'm on uh, Facebook. Uh, there's a lot of them, but Nick German. And if you're on the street cop groups, I'm in there. So you'll be, it'll be easy to find me there. Excellent. Nick, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Everyone stay tuned. I'll be right back. Hey. Hey, yo, Seth, what's good, bro? This man's kinda high out here. <laughs> hey, yo, the flash motherfucker in the room. Yeah, you know it's me. Bitches hating on him cause he started out here locally. Hopefully, I'll be at the top soon. For now, I'm at my house on the couch watching cartoons. You know how much you love it when you get it in abundance. Give a fuck about a budget when you always be the subject of discussion. But it's nothing when you stop and just say fuck it cause you walking out in public and you hear him talking rubbish. I just wanna rap. Take over the world while these haters get mad. That's why all my bitches bad. 
What a great topic. What a great conversation we had with Nick uh, about a part of police work that I thought I knew a lot about. I thought social media investigations was like making a fake account and trying to infiltrate the criminal people and getting that for intel. But turns out there's way more than I knew. And uh, you know what? Good for me. Good for me because I know I learned something and I know you guys did too because I'm not saying I know everything about policing, but if this dumb guy in Florida can learn something, then I'm sure the intelligent listeners that I have learned something as well. So uh, definitely look out for Nick German's classes. He, he rattled off a whole bunch of different things. Go to Street Cop and sign up. Uh, great things. And you know what? Even if you don't want to use social media for your investigations, which is asinine because as we've talked about in the past, technology is the way of the world, so you should use it to your advantage. Um, of course, door-to-door policing is still good too, but why not? If you have the resource, why not use it? Another tool in your tool belt. Um, but if the if, even if we take that part away, uh, the digital hygiene that he spoke about is so important, that is worth the price of admission, if not more. So, Definitely go check it out. And of course, as I always say in the beginning of all the episodes, check out all the Street Cop uh, courses that will be in your area soon. They're getting new instructors daily, it seems. New classes daily. Just just check them out. Go sign up. Go learn something. Because as I've always said, learning in this profession is the key to this profession. If you're just going to be wrapped in that cancerous term, well, we've always done it this way. You're setting yourself up for failure, and really, you have no point in being no no reason to be in this job anymore. If I'm being 100% frank, if you don't want to learn, if you don't want to adapt, you're setting yourself up for failure. Just get out, get out, go run a uh, private investigation firm where you get to run the show, and you know you can be years behind, and then no one will want to be your client because they'll be like, well, why am I going to deal with you when I can go to Johnny's uh, private eye business and actually get shit done just an idea so uh that's the way of the world and that's really going to be the end of our episode today um we don't really have much more to cover this week so we're just going to get ready to wrap it all up i want to thank everybody for tuning in as always and thank nick for giving me some insight this this year has been the year of the nick let me tell you we started with nick wilson we had nick santos midway through we've got nick german uh i work with nick wall uh, Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. See what I did there? That was that was probably the dorkiest thing I've ever done on this show. So congratulations to me for that. Anyway, next week, we're going to be doing stuff a little different. We're going to have my buddy Adam Loki. He's a canine handler from Connecticut. And we're going to be talking about his career. And I really enjoy these get to know you episodes where I just kind of take one of my friends from the Instagram or, you know, another memer or even like a a high profile social media cop like Deputy Hookham or Officer Smith or whoever. And we just get to know them because one of the things that I like doing about this show, um, you know, the mental health is one thing. The trainings is another thing. And then just kind of breaking down the personality behind the badge. I hate to say humanizing the badge, but it is, you know, taking cops and talking to them. I like that. And we are going to dive into the 10-8 Top 50 episode soon. Um, There were some scheduling mishaps with uh, my friend from Delaware. So we are going to uh, get that started. Hopefully, uh, within the first couple weeks of December, we'll start diving into that. And then we're going to do 10-8 International. Got reached out to by 
a meme page, a police meme page from the UK. And like I said before, we've got one from Ireland and as well, um, one from Germany. And there's some Aussie cops out there. I'd really like to talk to as many as possible. So if you're listening and you're a cop from somewhere internationally, not the United States, even I'll take Canada. Um, even if you don't speak English or like you have broken English, like, you know, it's not your first language. That's fine. We'll make it work. I just want to talk to you. So if, uh, if you do have insight into someone who would want to talk to me or if you are a cop in any of our any of the states and you want to kind of talk to me for about five ten minutes on the 10 8 top 50 episodes that'll be coming soon you can email me at the 10 8 podcast all spelled out at gmail.com the 10 8 podcast at gmail.com and just tell me in the subject say where you're from so you know delaware police officer delaware deputy sheriff or you know uh, police officer, United Kingdom, police officer, France, whatever it is, just do that. So I know. And then, um, you know, just tell me a little bit about yourself and I'll, we'll work on making a schedule. Even with time differences, I'll make it work. Uh, I just transitioned to nights, uh, a few days ago. So I'm, I'm kind of re planning my schedule and whatever, but we'll make it work. And I, you know, I just want to talk to you and, uh, spread the conversation to the masses. So, that being said, that's the plan for next week, Adam Loki. And then the week after that, we are lucky enough to be uh, joined by Sheriff Mike Chitwood from Volusia County in Florida. And let me tell you, I just wrapped up that conversation uh, like 20 minutes ago. Amazing. Amazing. One of the best conversations I've had to date on this episode or on this podcast. Can't wait to share it with you guys. So lots of great stuff coming and even more stuff planned down the way. You know, every once in a while I'll hit like a snag where like a bunch of my guests don't line up, like something happens and I got to reschedule and then it's like, I'm setting up for the week. I'm like, oh no, I don't know who I'm going to interview. And then I throw out one random. That's, that's what happened with Nick, Nick Wilson. I, I say Nick, there's so many Nicks out there. Nick Wilson last year, he was a guest that I wanted to have on, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have him slot it for that day that we did it. And I had a bunch of cancellations. I was like, all right, let's do it, Nick. And he's become one of my best friends, closest allies on this whole thing in my life. He's helped me with some personal stuff too. And it's great. That's one of the best things about this whole social media thing, which me and uh, Nick German, I got to use last name. That's so weird. Uh, just talked about it's great stuff. Can't wait to share it all with you guys. Hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving, a great holiday week. Um, and we will be back at it on Thursday next week with Aaron, uh, Aaron Loki or Adam Loki. Sorry, I don't know where Aaron came from. The music today we started obviously with "Stay" by Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Then we went into uh, "Living Color" with the Cult of Personality. Then we did Mac Miller's "Donald Trump," and we're going to be wrapping it up with my old band. Survey says, and the song is called uh, "Wonderful Day." It's one of the first songs we wrote. And uh, I'll give you some insight into uh, my music because people have been asking about it because you're weird. So, uh, oh, yeah. Also, thank you for the support for Punk Rock Cops. We'll be doing Punk Rock Cops 2 after the new year. So all that being said, thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, share it with your friends. Check us out on Instagram, as always, at 108 underscore memes. Merch store should be up soon. Hopefully by this month we will get it back up and running and we can start shipping stuff out to you. Until then, my friends, take care of each other. Stay safe. 10-8, out. It's gonna be a wonderful day.
see What's to my left or right At a gas again Credit card declines I'm late for school And I'm about Focus less is behind Well I took down my shoelace And fell on my ass in front of everyone again Gotta wish that day it happened so much I'm so unlucky and out of touch Tables are shot. Close my car door, slam it on my